honest information about living a healthy lifestyle on RadioMD.com. It's time for Naturally Savvy with natural visionary Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to It's Your Health. There's a lot of great parenting advice out there, and one of the ways that I love to parent is the Danish way. So we're going to be talking about that today, and this is going to be a super fun show with Jessica Joel. Hello, Jessica. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you on. You know, when I was reading about the Danish way of parenting, I thought, oh, this this is really, I can see this really working for me. (laughs) I think I'm already doing it. But for people who are new, what are some of the key elements when it comes to parenting the Danish way? Um, Well, some of them are, um, so in the book, we use an acronym uh, for the word parent. And and each letter has has a word that, that sort of defines what Danish parenting is. And the P is for play. So um, Danes, uh, they see free play as crucial, not optional for a child's development. Um, whereas I think in America, we kind of, we tend to sort of over-program our kids a little bit. You know, we like to have them enrolled in a lot of classes and, and this makes us feel like we're being good parents. Um, but in Denmark, since 1871, play has been seen as an educational theory in itself. So for parents in Denmark, getting their kids to play a lot is is like the most important thing that they can do because they know that the kids are learning from that. Um, and I think what's interesting about this is that although now in America we're starting to hear a lot more about the importance of play and we know that it's teaching empathy, negotiation skills, um, coping mechanisms that reduce anxiety, we, we know this from the research, but I think because we can't measure it yet, um, <laughs> many parents don't believe that it's, it's doing a lot for their kids. Um, so, you know, some, I think some parents feel like it's lazy. Well, I remember there was a great video that was online that showed the difference between the way the school system works in Denmark versus the United States and how kids were thriving based on the fact that they're allowed more play and there's no homework versus in the U.S. where they're, you know, given three hours of homework a night. So I think that alone is a big difference in terms of how kids are learning and what's, you know, really, you know, laying the foundation for our children. Can you say anything about that? Um, yeah, well, I, again, I think um, this is it's a it's kind of a mind shift, right? So, um, it's I think we've gotten into a loop of this believing that kids have to be sort of earning grades or doing homework or showing things to prove that they're learning. And this is coming from us as parents, I think, to believe mm-hmm. that it's that it's teaching them. But I would say we can look to this country, which has been voted 40 years in a row as the happiest people wow. in the world. Like this year again, they're number one voted happiest people in the world in the world happiness reports. So I would say that is measurement to show that giving kids a lot of time to play is 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 creating happiness and well being. Um That's because awesome. they're learning so many skills that you can't teach, you know, from an adult. Like kids learn these things themselves together with other kids deciding their what they're doing, you know? So that's one thing that they do in Denmark, which is I think is a really interesting difference. Um, so parents could sort of relax and let their kids play more, but we have to help each other believe that it's not, you know, lazy. And um, and then uh, empathy is another thing that they do in Denmark, which is quite different. Um, they actively teach empathy in school, so it's as important as teaching math or English. And um, already in preschool, they have programs in place where they um, they show kids other pictures of other kids emotions and have them try to define them and talk about why they feel that way. So already in preschool, they're helping kids conceptualize putting themselves in someone else's shoes. 
And this is really interesting because I think we have always believed a little like empathy is just something you have. But all the research is showing that you have to develop empathy. And and it, it also has a huge effect on your well-being. Um, so they're giving this, they're teaching the kids the skills in fact school so that they know how to develop it and work together with their parents, I guess. Yeah, and other, and other kids and understand other emotions. Um, so in, we can, of course, do this at home and in our, in our parenting as well. I, I think for me, writing the book, uh, it also helped me as a person because I had to learn some empathy skills myself in order to, you know, my, your kids mirror you, right? So so it's it's been, it's helped me a lot also to learn about these things. Um, another thing they do is they're very honest with their kids. So that's authenticity. So they're very direct about all kinds of emotions and um, there's no taboo topics uh, in an age appropriate way. But um, for example, a lot of their stories that they read kids, they don't have happy endings. They have sad endings or tragic oh, endings. Um, I'll give you an example. So, you know, the little mermaid. Yep. Right. Okay. So that's, everybody thinks Ariel gets the prince and she lives happily ever after, but that's actually Great. a Danish story. Um, it's by okay. Hans Christian Andersen. And in the original, the mermaid dies of sadness because she doesn't get the prince and she turns into sea really? foam. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I've read both versions to my daughter. And what's interesting is she actually prefers the sadder version because it opened up all of this interesting discussion and questions and it was very connecting. And what we found in the research was by reading your kids all kinds of stories, by being more honest about these emotions, it makes them more resilient because they get, they're more prepared for life's ups and downs, that it's not always a happy ending. And it's, it builds empathy because it helps them, you know, again, conceptualize different emotions. Uh, and this is interesting because it's such a cultural thing. Like, I think in our culture, we're just, for some reason, I don't know where it became, like, the norm that we had to have a happy ending all the time. Um, but we can learn a lot from, you know, being being honest about the full range, let's say. I agree. You know, Joelle, I have to say, I'm ready to get on the next plane. I am the most anti-homework <laughs> parent in the history of the world. I am all about empathy and realness. And, you know, I joke with my my husband, I joke that if Trump wins, we're we're going to Denmark. But I'm thinking even if Trump doesn't win, we're going to Denmark. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that, is, that is where I want to be from just looking at your work and, and the way you're talking about this. I mean, empathy is huge. And I, I just so admire the way you do things there. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, I don't live in Denmark. I'm. This is something mm-hmm. that I've learned through my Danish. I mean, I did live in Scandinavia and... Um, but I, I learned this through being exposed to the Danish way, my Danish husband, my Danish family. And what I want to say is this is, this is a philosophy that we can absolutely build and create outside of Denmark. And I really, truly believe that. I've done it outside of Denmark with my kids. I mean, I'm getting other people involved in it. And, uh, and it really works. And I think this is, this is something we don't have to be there to start putting some of these things into place and seeing the knock-on effects that they're getting with their kids. It's, it's something what we would can be interesting. do. What would be interesting is to actually have, you know, I like your story or the, you know, the fact that the little mermaid is a different ending in Denmark than it is in North America. And I think people need to start authors need to start writing more books about realistic endings. So I think that we need to start there. I mean, what are some other tips that you can give parents who are listening as we're coming to the end of the show of what they can do today to live like those in Denmark? 
Okay, well, quick thing. The last chapter is called Togetherness in Huga, and Huga is a very Danish value. Like, it is just the most Danish thing. And in the book, you can find a Huga oath, which is something that you can practice with your own family here. And what Huga is, is it's cozy times with people you love. Um, I, would, I was hugging a lot with my Danish family, but I never understood it until some years ago. And I finally, a light bulb went off in my head. And I realized there are rules that they're following naturally because they grew up with this um, to make, to create these safe psychological spaces with your family. So the way I describe it is, is you imagine you go into a space with your family, let's say a dinner, and you, and you decide you're going to do this huga. And at this, sorry, um, oh, go on. and you leave. You leave behind at the door, you leave your stress, your complaining, your negativity, your bragging, anything that'll put somebody else on guard in this space, you leave it at the door. And for a period of time, you just, you, you are with your family in a, in a positive, safe space. And you can play games and talk about uplifting memories, anything that's like connecting and um, and this is great for kids, and this is something that if they learn, they pass on, and it becomes a legacy of well-being. Thanks, Jessica. That sounds great. So they can learn more about what you do and your philosophy at thedanishway.com. You can also follow Jessica at The Danish Way on Twitter. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. Thanks for listening. Stay well.